It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Back here on a Friday morning on the Morning Blitz. 56 degrees outside, a nice, beautiful start today. Only a high of 67 today. A cool, cool Friday, a beautiful Friday. Temperature is going to get a bit warmer this weekend. Saturday, 77. Sunday, 83. And then we've got temperatures in the mid-80s. Pretty much all of next week until uh, late week. Might get temperatures back down to the 70s. But it's certainly feeling a lot more like fall, and I'm certainly enjoying it. That is for sure. All right, uh, Connor Nickel, our good friend from kpreps.com. Also now, of course, with his own site uh, in S3, uh, Sunflower Sports Solutions. Check it out. Great insider uh, stories, insider stats and statistics. Connor Nickel joined me yesterday to talk about this week's, sorry, to recap last week's great games in high school football, to preview this week's, and much, much more. Connor, it's always great to have you on the show, my friend. Tell you what, we had a Really good slate of games last week, and I know we talked about Rollins County Dighton being a really good game. It turned out to be that way, and a big upset for the Buffaloes. Yeah, I think that Rollins County came out and moved the ball really well. You know, Dighton's uh, Dighton's a team that has uh, been very good on both sides of the of the, of the ball under under Coach Simon, especially this year. The ability with uh, Shimer quarterback Kramer at 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 the wideout. But but the big question for Dine this year was how are they going to be up up front, um, and the ability for for Rollins County to move it so well to put up so so many points, uh, you know so you saw uh, Rollins County be able to do this in the playoffs last year. They won at um, the Maxville in, in a really nice playoff win, uh, and they were able to move the. Ball. I've got Rollins County right out of right outside of the, of the top five in that in that class, um, and this is a team I think that that's going to really contend in the West. You know, the the West there's there's a lot of teams. You know, Hill Hill City has really struggled after the first two weeks. The Amron kid at quarterback has been out basically both games. The Hoxie has got a really big game Friday. They've not allowed or allowed at a point yet. But, you know, I think if, if with that game, say 20 to 12, you're definitely excited. It, it's still a win, of course. But to win in the fashion they did and to move the ball like that against a, a very good Dighton team, uh, I think bodes really, really well for the, for, for the Bucs. And more on Rollins County real quickly here, uh, Connor, is that they have a big game this weekend against Wallace County. That won't be an easy game because Wallace County is always a solid team. Yeah, you know, Wallace County, of course, of course, the breakthrough season uh, uh, last year. Uh, but but what the Buffs has done, you know, with Shramick and that, and that depth, you know, they've got really good depth. You know, they're not as reliant on one or two players. We mentioned Hill City and the Amron kid uh, earlier on, you know, Hill City has had trouble moving the ball at, at all since Amron's uh, been out. He should return this week. But you see the Buffs be able to have have this really good depth. I'm picking Rollins County to win this week. Um, I felt like Sharon Springs 
was one of the biggest surprises in, in the state state last year. Obviously, they had to replace a great quarterback. You know, Tyler, Tyler Corby's back. This is a very physical uh, team. You know, oftentimes last year, Wallace County and the coach uh, Gefeller, a great player in his own right for for Sharon Springs, used their quarterback as their lead lead blocker, which you don't often see. So it should be a very, very physical game. But again, the Buffs' ability to control the line um, up front against against Dighton should really bode well, not only for this Friday, but really throughout the uh, fall. Connor Nickel, our guest from S3 and also kpreps.com. One more thing real quick, going back to last week, you saw a dandy of a game in person, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. Hey, Cy, great, great band. Um, and it was interesting. You, you go back even before the game for, for um, S3. I wrote long features on both teams, great band, a, a great turnaround, senior class, a sophomore class that is exceptional. Their quarterback is a sophomore. They're, they're leading wide out to sophomore. And they've got a lot of really good seniors, especially line-wise. So Hayes High wins 28-27. Uh, Malik Ba, their fantastic tailback, has got over 500 yards in two games through the game-winning touchdown pass. But one thing that Hayes High has done so well is their center guard guard play. Uh, Henry Fitzum. Amazing story. The story did really well on my um, um, website. Started middle late of his sophomore year at center, sort of all last year. He's been a great player this year, a team team captain, 34 ACT. And he missed the Saturday film session to go take the ACT again. And I talked to one of their coaches. I said, why? His ACT score is amazing. They go, his goal is to get into MIT, and he is a once-in-a-lifetime kid and lineman, and Hayes High's offensive line opening up those holes for Bob has been huge. They go to Manhattan this week, defending 6A champions. That offensive line and Bob's going to have to be really big again. Man, what a storyline. That's great. Once again, check that out on S3 or Sunflower Sports Solutions. That's great stuff on uh, the Hayes Center there. Connor Nickel, our guest. Uh, let's go into this week's slate of games. You're going to be in uh, Hoxie watching them take on Wichita County, which has become a great rivalry. What about that game and some other games here in week number three? Yeah, so uh, on, on S3, scoring offense and scoring defense numbers for every team in Kansas, all nine classes. There are eight teams, Ross Volkmer, who have not allowed a point yet this season. WC is one of them. Hoxie's uh, another one. They'll, of course, play each other. And the Shiland Cougars are also one, too. So three of those of those mate teams and you're in your kind of quadrant there, WCC Hoxie, uh, as you have said, it's been a matchup. They played some wild games. WC again, defending state city champions. Wyatt Gardner has stepped in at quarterback, has performed really well. And Chris Herm Asio, the junior bowling ball ass tailback, phenomenal two way player. Uh, Chris uh, Michael at, at uh, end or end guard. He's been he's been out some. 
But Coach Douglas is a genius. He has led eight man and scoring offense. He took over this program six years ago. Um, and of course, they've made two state championship games, a couple of semifinalist runs, ranked number one again. Hoxie has been very, very balanced. Coach Ball runs, runs a great team. Duncan Bell's played pretty well at quarterback. You've had Mater on defense. Hoxie is always known for athletes and depth. And this will be, I think, the winner of this game. And WC is certainly the favorite. But I think the winner of this game has a very, very strong case to be, along with Meade, certainly in that too, Quinn or even, as the as the top eight man Division One West Side team, uh, Connor, I do want to get your thoughts real quickly on a couple of six man games. I know Ashland, the number one ranked team, took down Golden Plains this last weekend, but I th- I thought it was a closer game than maybe what I thought it was going to be. I thought Golden Plains hung around a little bit. Uh, what's your thoughts on those six man outcomes and what could be this weekend? Yeah, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Shylin is 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 really really good, um, but. You know, it was really interesting last year for us three. These, these stats are, are, are on the site. Shylin and um, Ashland were basically identical uh, in yards per play, one and two and six man. Uh, so their, their ability to move the ball yards per, per, per play better than any other six man man team. The Ashland score was a little. Odd, quite honestly. I had somebody text me on Saturday and say, this was closer than, than I thought. But I go back to Coach Fox sometimes. If you want to get young kids reps, I go back I go back to week one. They hold Cunningham, the defending state champion, to negative rushing yards. I think that, uh, you know, Ashland does not have amazing depth, but their top six players, McPhail, McPhail, uh, Grigsby, Hank and Trey and Trey Vera and of course uh, Kale Harris, their tremendous two-way player. They've got, I think, the best six in six-man. Shylin probably has the best three in in uh, McCarty, Pablo Bermudez, and of course Brady Ketzer. So they've got a, a great, great trio there. There too, Weskin's been off to a solid start. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting. The next two weeks in six-man, with Northern Valley also in this mix, too, you're going to see a lot of separation in six-man and get a really good pecking order in the West. Connor Nickel is our guest from S3, Sunflower Sports Solutions and K-Preps. You were telling me before we started this interview that you had a surprise pick and had to go with the Goodland Cowboys here this weekend. Yeah, so one one thing for um, S3, I've done this, it's posted on the on the website right now, is I have picked uh, five or six upset games each week. Week one, I did correctly pick Kinsley over Victoria, a game that many people had the other way. Last week, I picked Central Plains over Maxville. Uh, Central Plains was 2-7 and seven last year, Maxville 9-1. and one. But I picked Central Plains to win, and they and they did. A few of my upset picks have not worked out, but they've been closer margins. Coldwater South Central didn't pull the upsetting at the Mead in Week One, uh, but it was a very close close game. But I think the Goodland Cowboys, with their ability to score to score more and more this season, they allowed a ton of rushing yards against 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 Lakin last year. 
Coulter Oldham for Lakin is a tremendous player. But I, I think that Goodwin is going to be one of my state upset picks on Friday. It'll be fascinating to find out. Uh, Connor, let's get into your Athletes of the Week. Where are you looking for this week in your S3 Athletes of the Week? Yeah, so we really uh, ruminated with, with a haze high after that really big win. Dalton Myers, the linebacker, was the athlete of, of the week, week on the, on the boys' side. Uh, and one of 11 new starters on defense. And then Madison Howland, the Smith Center freshman, uh, not only does she win her first two cross-country meets ever in resounding fashion, Past summer, she won a national junior track championship of a four by eight relay. All of those girls, Western Kansas girls, uh, but also she's helped Smith Center uh, have, have their largest, in terms of numbers, their largest roster in 10 plus plus years. Smith Center really climbing up in the, in the cross country ranks, especially on the girl side. And Howland is an immediate two A state title contender. Once again, those are uh, Connor Nichols' S3 Athletes of the Week. We'll get you out of here on this one, Connor. Just a couple days ago, Keisha announced they were going to expand baseball and softball schedules from 20 to 26 games. In your opinion, does that have any impact on anything at all? I personally think it's going to impact more of the bigger city schools because there's more teams around here. I don't think it'll have much impact on our Western schools, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, and it's really the, the key the key word in this is the option. You have the option to go to 26. Um, I think it's a great idea for the large schools in, in particular. Um, it is a great idea. It allows them to play some more single games, allows them to play some, some teams they, they didn't get to play. I think in the metro areas, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal idea. But then the McPherson coach says, you know, we're surrounded by 2A, 1A schools, 26 games might not be best for them, but it is best for us uh, because we've got to get a deep, a deep roster. So having the option to go to 26, I think, is a really good idea. And again, it allows you to not be so locked into 10, 11 opponents a year. I think softball-wise, I really think almost every team, especially if you have two pitchers, should really take advantage of it. Um, and you can get the, at that, that third pitcher, some other innings. I remember talking to the Olathe Northwest coach, obviously it's a big urban school, but he goes, even in 20 games, I have three pitchers. I can't get everybody reps. But again, having the option, and that was the key word in that, in that, in the writing is the option to go to 26, I think is a really good idea. Once again, he is Connor Nickel of kpreps.com, also, of course, of his own website, Sunflower Sports Solutions. Uh, of course, they're sponsored by BP Clean Right. Connor, as always, thank you for making time for us. Enjoy Hoxie and the big game in 8-man this weekend. Hey, Julian Ross, as always. Thanks so much there, sir. Great stuff again there from Connor Nickel, our, friend, our friends once again from Sunflower Sports Solutions and K-Preps. We'll take our final break, come back with Picks of the Weekend, and wrap up the show next. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.